You know, it's hard to believe. In just a month and a half from now, we're going to be a week or so into an entirely new year. It's hard to believe, right? A lot of us are still just processing what the fuck happened in 2020. Now 2021's almost over and gone. In a way, I'm happy the year's gone by so quickly. For me, it's like a lot's happened, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like anything's happened at all. And also people have had like great great 2020 uh 2021 that's good you know a lot of people haven't so for those who are having a good one hey man happy for you those of you who aren't having such good ones i'm sorry for you but hey join the fucking club the quiet minority right ah man just woke up grab a shower Still shaking the sand out of my eyes, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I got the stories queued up for today. This goes up at 5, but, you know, I have the two other stories ready to go. And for me, these Let's Chat episodes are either recorded after I've already done the two episodes and I got some extra energy to get out, or alternatively, I haven't sat down to actually record the episode yet. I'm just trying to get everything, get my brain all fired up and going, and I'm just in such a fog since I woke up. Fuck, dude. Go work. Got here. Passed out. Woke up a few seconds periodically around midnight. Text. Just replied a few texts and blacked right back out till like two. Laid in bed till like two forty. Grabbed a shower. Got an energy drink. Came back. Sat down. Stretched and hit record. That recorded a whole rambling, gibbering mess that makes no fucking sense. I'll upload that still just because I, I recorded the audio. It makes no fucking sense at all. And then after I uh, finished recording that, I listened to part of it and it was like, ugh, it's garbage. That's so shit. But, you know, it is what it is. So are you guys? Everything been good? (laughs) I've been pretty good. Kind of just kicking around. Uh, I'm working on a new logo for the show. Uh, I'm working on getting a new logo for everything. I'm getting new press IDs printed soon. Got some of the newer ones in. Uh, I'm making some new ones for a couple events I'm going to get into. Uh, I'm gonna try to make some moves, see if I can get into these, uh, into these night shifts. You know, these night shifts, I can be free during the day to go film stuff. And it's not like I haven't fully functioned on, like, five hours tops of sleep. So if I have to go back to that, I totally can, but I, I need to get my, my ass back in gear. You know, get out and start filming, get out and start interviewing, start doing this show more regularly. But honestly, with the show, man, I get hit with a wave of just inconvenient shit. You know, I got a million excuses up the ass, but they're all true. Microphone, technical difficulties, for some reason, my computer just was not working with microphones at all. 
and literally nothing happened. We had a blackout, like just a power outage happened here because of the storm. Day later, computer, you know, we get power back, turn the computer on, it works just fucking dandy. Crazy. Crazy. Annoying. But, you know, it is what it is. But, to completely spiral off topic, I went to, uh, went to Walmart. Got some cool shit. Got some cool shit. Uh, I want to brag a little bit about it. So, I was at the store. You know, when I go to Walmart, I beeline for the clearance aisle immediately. No ifs, ands, or buts. Don't get in my fucking way. I will run you over like a man who's got to get to work and there's a protest in town. I'm driving through you. Be gone. Clear the fucking way. There are discounts. You know, the one aisle I spend the most time in is clearance because, you know, they never really, they don't care. They just throw shit on the shelf or people just go through there. Like, the employees just shove shit on the shelf. Maybe uh, the newer employees kind of actually make it try to look nice. And then you get the customers who just go through and they just fucking rampage. You know, they just go ramaging, fucking throwing shit around. And they're like, I didn't want anything to begin with. And they just fucked up everything. So, you know, I go through there and I look for shit. Got some stuff for uh for my for my aquarium. Uh, doing that actually. I got some uh, side note, man. I always get silk plants or like rubber plants. Don't you know? I got a couple of those stiff ones, but they're the rare exception, and they're off in the corner. You know, I got like the water filter sand like smushed into it. So that's mainly what that's there for, just to prevent the from sucking up fish or, or any of my smaller snails. But uh, yeah, use silk plants, man. You those uh stiff plants can actually like those fake plant decorations. Those ones can actually cut your fish or your snails. And for me, I got fish and snails. But I uh, you know, I got some silk plants, a couple little aquatic hideouts. Little like little rock formations they can get in. Well, actually, one's like a broken scuba diver helmet, so they can go inside the scuba diver. But yeah, I always go right for the clearance, and you know, I browse that, find some good shit, and then I beeline immediately. And this is before I do grocery shopping, I always hit clearance first because you know my logic is, you know, well if I go go through the one clearance aisle on the one side of the store, and I just grab a couple things there and I start doing my normal shopping people are gonna find cool shit and take it before I get there so I just beeline right for the fucking uh the is it greedy uh yeah but you know I need I, I want different shit than most people want you know I go over there I'm looking for like camera related stuff cleaning cloths GoPro camera accessory bags uh grips tripods shit like that you know uh, I think that most people wouldn't really be looking for electronics. Most people look for like protective screens, headphones, cables. And I look for some of those too, but not very often. However, you know, I, I'm in. So I get out the uh, clearance aisle at that Walmart, right? Like the big aisle. It's usually off by like the garden area. And then I go over to electronics and I start looking at their clearance. And I'm like, electronics in Walmart. Yes, there's electronics clearance. There's typically two or three of them actually. You go behind, like, you walk all the way to the end where they have that wall of TVs. Those end caps, those cabinets along that wall right there, will have all marked down shit. <laughs> and I found some from the record collection. Now, it's a Bowie record collector's bundle. And I looked it up on, on YouTube because the package was marked for 7 bucks and it was taped together. 
But it, you know, the box didn't look too damaged. Look, it was just opened. So, you know, I look at my line. They're going for like sixty bucks, eighty on, on on eBay. Box doesn't tell you what's in it. And the pictures I saw, you know, I, I read a review, saw what was in it. It's like three actual records, a shirt, a bag, a pin, and like a handful of other things. Uh, a record deco a record deck, and like a couple other novelty items. And this box was super light. So I was like, oh, yeah. But for seven bucks, you know, I'm pretty happy with what I got. Pretty happy with what I got. I got this black and white picture from Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, but it's actually, like, not the one they used. It's not, it's like the unart, like the unpaint. If you look at the cover for Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, it's, uh, like, like a painting. This is actually, like, the original picture, not the painting at all. It's, like, black and white and everything. And I got this, admittedly, I'm not going to use it, but it's like a, a David Bowie canvas bag. Got the uh, record turntable cover, and it's like all sorts of. And I got it's like three in there, three or four, and they all got like different Bowie designs on it. Uh, a pretty big, admittedly, enamel pin. Uh, and like I said, I got that bag, and then I have this little stand, and it's got David Bowie. It's you, know, my favorite David Bowie, never gets any representation, by the way. <laughs> But uh, it's uh, the, it's it says now playing, and you put the record sleeve in it, and it's like a display piece for the record, uh, for the record sleeve, while you play the record that goes in it. So I got all that. That's quite cool. Seven bucks, pretty good haul. I'm keeping the box, although it's, it's kind of damaged. It's not horrible, but it's not great either. So anyway, got a got some GoPro uh, protective screen covers too. Good price. It was like ten bucks. Got like eight of them. Even though they made those really. And man, I I, I want to take a break from the uh, from covering Red House for a minute. There's a lot to cover though. One second. Like, uh, in the description of yesterday's upload about, about it, or, like, it's the only episode I did yesterday. In the description, I put extra video, interview with Kyle Rittenhouse post-trial. That's the link to the Tucker Carlson interview. That was his first one. I heard, uh, people were saying that he gave an interview to some... <coughs> Pardon me? <coughs> he gave an interview to some, uh, small local newspaper, but I haven't seen any truth of that yet. You know me, I'm a small creator myself. I don't want to rob some smaller content creator of, of the honor of being credited the first person to get the interview. But, now that came to it, so I'm going to say that's the first interview he's done since he got done with the whole court case. <laughs> he went on and talked about how uh, he, how he supports Black Lives Matter, and you know, I got a lot of I got a lot of thoughts on this. I got a lot of thoughts on BLM. I don't support it. Now, it's a litmus test, right? 
you say I don't support BLM, watch how people react to it. Because some people will be like, what? What are you fucking racist? Those are the people who don't know. They don't know. And you have to be patient with them. They know what their friends tell them. They know they see the store everywhere. They see the hashtag. They see it's popular. And for a lot of people, man, it you gotta understand, for a lot of people, BLM really doesn't go that deep. Like, at all. For a lot of these people, BLM is just a, a hashtag, a trendy thing. Taking a picture in, like, some BLM merch is no different than taking a picture doing the duck face to a lot of people. It's a simple little uh, look at me, I'm special sort of thing. And there's a lot of people who do it. It's not just women, but most of the dudes who do it are gay. Literally. Gay and assholes. They must love themselves. Most gay people do. Insert joke about wishing you loved yourself here. Moving on. <coughs> but... you like, no, I... They're a corrupt money laundering scheme that got a, a whole movement going. And... And... It grifted people. But they are a company that hide behind a fairly agreeable thing. It's a fairly agreeable statement. The statement is, Black Lives Matter. Fine, yeah, true. All lives matter. And then people start saying, well, wait, all lives matter. Then they paint that as the whole thing. Why? Because it was diverting money. People were buying All Lives Matter merch instead of BLM merch. A lot of people in the early days were buying All Lives Matter merch because they thought it was part of BLM. It wasn't so political at one point. I mean, it's always been a political message, but they weren't such a, a, a political group. But everything just got so out of hand. You know? A lot of people just can't support the message anymore. And when you, you know, you talk to people and it's like, well, BLM's this, BLM's that. I'm like, they've never helped anybody. They've never built a playground, funded a charity. They've never, you know, name one cause. Name one person whose life was saved by them. Because I can point out at least three people, three black people, to give you credit if you want to play that card. You must say, like, well, they help black people. Yeah, you're right. The three people who ran it predominantly, or at least were the faces of the operation who ran it, who were the trained Marxists, all bought multiple mansions and all live in predominantly white neighborhoods in white counties across this country in, like, mansions. <laughs> so, yeah. You're, you're the, the founders of the organization. And then it's like, furthermore, you got, like, the group in California where the guy who originally founded BLM uh, had his name hijacked and he wasn't given any credit, even though he was, like, the original founder of it. I watched a documentary on that. I can't act like I have a ton of knowledge on it, but... And then there was, like, a Canadian one, uh, and then there was, like, this one that we all know about. Yeah, keep in mind, a lot of, like, these TV ads and shit that run, where they, they show, like, hashtag BLM, 
they aren't funded by BLM. They're just people paying to run shit. Now, true, there could be funding from BLM to these companies to run these advertisements and say it's from a different group supporting the cause. Possible, possible, likely in a lot of cases. But right now, man, their support's actually risen uh, slightly since the Rittenhouse thing. So, right after George Floyd, they hit like a, like a 48% approval nationwide. And then after all the riots in Kenosha, it sank down to like 25. And it's just gradually been like sinking to the point where it was like a 15% nationwide favorability. And then post Derek, uh, post Rittenhouse trial, um, post Rittenhouse trial, it went back up to like 20. So they're on the decline, but they've already grifted everybody. They've already moved on. You know, and something to keep in mind for a lot of people is when, like, Derek Chauvin went to prison, a lot of people just tuned out, man. Same thing with the election, you know. Uh, like, the, the social rights, like, like, social justice causes for most Americans. After the 2020 election happened, a lot of people just locked off. Uh, there's a lot of people who are aware of the memes because they're on Facebook or, you know, they got a friend or a family member who's still very active politically who cracked jokes. A lot of people just pooped. Okay, I'm, I'm out. Derek Chauvin got arrested and there are a lot of people who, and the reason, okay, so hear me out. This is something I haven't heard anybody bring up yet, so I, I want to touch on it because it's my theory. Right, because there's a bunch of people on the left who were very cynical and, and, and critical of how BLM operated. So BLM already had a lot of people on the left who were against it. Who were like, this is a grifty organization, they're in it for the money, you know, this isn't their cause. Fucking Destiny, I believe Destiny and Vosh even talked on it, but I might be mistaken. I wasn't really into their content at the time. And what I've seen of their content from the time largely has been in, like, clips that could have been taken out of context. I will throw that disclaimer out there, but from what I've seen, it seems like they, uh, were like, yeah, this is a front organization, you know, the original was out here, and it, it seems like they already were up on it. But like I said, disclaimer, I don't watch much of, uh, I'm more likely to watch Destiny than I am to watch Vosh, to be honest. But, uh, side note. Look up what Destiny was involved with with Twitch plays Pokemon. That dude's such a cunt. Such a cunt. They were just trying to game. He'd get in there and fuck them. What a prick. Uh, what was I talking about? Fuck, I completely lost my train of thought. Damn it! I hate when I do this every day of my life. Uh. Oh, yeah. So, I got it. Hear me out. I've heard a lot of people talk about how BLM support has dropped, now it's slowly coming back, and, and they're talking about, like, well, people, you know, pe- people saw that this guy got arrested, and, and got the nation looking at the TVs again. No, the, the nation's been looking at the TVs, man. Every, so, when I say people logged out, I mean, people haven't really been fo- going out of their way to follow politics, read articles, or anything like that, but people are still absorbing politics. You can't escape it. You can't. Politics are everywhere now. There is no escape from politics. Anywhere. Like, dude, here, just for a second, just for a second, 
<laughs> this is how bad political seepage. That's a good term for it. Political seepage. Or political toxic uh political toxin. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'll go with political seepage. Had gotten so bad that in 2016 they had Hillary Clinton host an episode of SNL and Donald Trump was on another episode. Like they had both these can or uh they had Hillary and Trump both as guests on different episodes of SNL in 2015 2016. And now they've gone out of their way to remove clips that have ever had Trump on SNL. That's how things have got. So you can't watch a, a talk show host without them making some sort of political statement about either getting vaccinated or how the president's doing, and it's always so bloviated, it's unreal. And they tell you as the American that everything is going to be fine, but the average American goes to the store, sees shelves are empty, see gas prices are going up, see their insurance are going up, see that their money's buying less and less, the same cart full of groceries last year that was like, you know, they're, they're, they're going to check out, right? They have a shopping cart, same amount of groceries that they always buy. Last year, the cart was like 75 bucks. Now it's almost 200 bucks for the same cart of goods. And it just keeps going up rapidly, rapidly. And they're just casually absorbing these talking points from like these talk show hosts who pretty much go off mainstream media. And the mainstream media saying shit like, oh, inflation's here. It's transitory. It's just, this happens whenever there's a, a switch of administrations. You know, meanwhile, when the economy was flatlining and dead when Trump inherited it and started, like, jacking it up to the roof, right? Like, Trump gets in the office, economy goes up, everyone's like, oh, he inherited the economy, he inherited a good economy from Obama. But now the economy's bad, and people are saying, well, it's, it's Biden. You know, people aren't, aren't confused. They know who's fucking them up this time around. And CNN's gotten so, like, divisive that it's just you know, no one's really watching them. You know, YouTubers with a couple hundred thousand viewers get more people on a live stream watching at one time than CNN gets at one time in the whole day. Get the fuck out of here. Unreal. But like I said, you know, these mainstream medias, just as an example, they talk about inflation, they're like, oh, it's transitory, it's here to stay. Uh... Inflation's a good thing. Inflation means your rates will go up, but you can't buy as much as you used to. They always try to sugarcoat it in some form or fashion. Now they're just saying inflation's here. Deal with it. They, they've stopped sugarcoating it for the most part. And now they're actually just addressing it like it's a bad thing. After they've already kind of like massaged you into just accepting it as part of your life now. And people are just really dead. You know what I mean? I don't mean like physically, right? I say, do you know what I mean? And I proceed to explain what I mean. But you're the Pentagon, in many cases, being forced to admit that there's flying aircraft that they've filmed flying in and out of our out of our gravitational field. And out of our ozone, and, and we've seen... And, and talk about how they've seen crafts flying past and interacting with our satellites and shit. And then being forced to declassify that... And no one fucking cares. Aliens be fucked. We couldn't be fucked less. 
this shit was happening 10 years ago. This shit was happening just 6 years ago. People were like, whoa, dude, aliens, man. Holy shit. David Bowie dies and now aliens. Like, if this happened in 2016, man, this would be, like, at least a decent meme for a month or two. But no. No. People couldn't be fucked. No one gives a shit about the possibility of life existing outside of this planet. The Pentagon is, like, being forced or releasing footage and having to admit, like, yeah, we released this footage because we were legally forced to, and they caught that we released edited footage where we blurred out what really happened, here's what's really going on. People just don't give a fuck. And Obama declassified, admitted, yeah, Area 51 exists. No, I'm not going to declassify anything relating to it to you or tell you about what's going on there. But yeah, it exists. That was talking points for, like, three, four, or five years. No one gives a fuck now. It's like, yeah, do we know the race and the gender of the aliens? No, well, have the aliens killed any black people yet? Trans women? No. Who do they vote for? Don't know yet? Yeah, I don't care. And that's it. It feels like in many ways, right? We're on a roller coaster. The ride never fucking ends. But, you know, the ride was pretty routine for a while in this country. America's on a big roller coaster, right, when it comes to politics. And it was pretty routine for a lot of times. You know, there were some, like, rocky times, like, in and out of mountains really quickly during World War One and World War Two, where we were like, whoa, this is shaky, man. This is rough. I don't know what's going on here. That happened again. And we were prepared for it. We were like, okay, we did this before. Hold on, grit our teeth. Scream and get through this fucking little loop-de-loop death spiral and we're good. And then you get those low periods. You know, 80s through the 90s. Where it looked like the roller coaster was going to pull into the station. Right? And you're going to get off the roller coaster because the ride was done in the Cold War. As we crept closer and closer to the roller coaster stopping. Everyone gritted and worried about it. Like, oh, I don't want to get off the roller coaster. I want to ride again, you know? If I get off the roller coaster, I have to wait. Will I get a chance to ride again? Maybe we'll never get a chance to do this again. Then... Boom! Roller coaster took back off. We're fine. Ride's continuing. Everything's hunky-dory. We're chugging along. We're riding along. It's good. Uphill, downhill. Uphill, downhill. War terror happens, we go bustling through that shit for a few years. You know, the, the roller coaster's rickety, it's bouncing around, people are like, this ride needs to be investigated. <laughs> There's some, you know, per per perhaps that other theme park doesn't have weapons of mass destruction. But moving on, you know, roller coaster continues. But then, you know, it, it's pretty much the same from Obama to... You know, we're, we're in the Obama and Bush phase, right? Or, or the Bush-Bama phase. The ride's a little rough, you know. It's actually kind of boring in many ways. A couple little exciting things here. But the roller coaster's just pretty much on a straight line with a couple little a little turns here and there. That's it. Just a couple little side turns. Carts go this way, cart go that way. It's good. Nothing too exciting. This is not enough to keep you invested. And then you get to Trump. Right? Obama's closing years just felt like one boring, long slew of shit. 
He was just going. Roller coaster starts going up. You know, elections happening, roller coaster going up. We're like, oh man, this hill's different. This hill's really different, man. You know, it's really high, it's really tall, and you're just like slowly going up. Tick 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 as the roller coaster gets up to the top of the precipice, the very tippy top of the roller coaster's height. You're sitting there in the in the cart, 2016, you go under the trump phase. Turns, loop de loops, the best part of the roller coaster you've ever been on, man. All time highs, going all the way up, leveling, spirals, caves, everything. Like, it's exciting. There's something new every fucking week. It's crazy. And then the hydraulic system hits in 2020. Everything grinds to a fucking halt. It's still exciting. You know, there's new shit happening. The cart's zigging and zagging. But it's leveling out. It's not going up or going down. It's just curving. It's just zigging and zagging. It's curving again. It's politics. It's it's doing the... Like, 2020 hit, and then the ride stopped. The whole world stopped. The ride didn't close. Well, I guess it did close. But it just stopped. The cart just quit moving. We were told, keep our arms in the carts. Waving around could hurt people. So we just sat there. Hands folded up in our lap in the roller coaster cart, waiting for, for the for the authority to come in and say, go. And, you know, the rice started moving again. But now you couldn't scream on the roller coaster. You could only ride the roller coaster. And... But the roller coaster continued. But with Biden, you know, we, we get to the precipice. We, we, you know, with the Biden-Trump debates and, and leaning that that part of the roller coaster. We're there. This is a horrifying moment. Because you see the roller coaster going tick. 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 And you have no idea what's going to happen. You, you were like, alright, well, the last time, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. This was an entirely different part of the roller coaster. And this is too, but it's different in a different way. There's a lot more here. There's a lot more at stake here for, for what could happen. Uh, you know, you know could, do, do we, what, what, what do we do? So we get to the top of the, of, of the precipice again. And the roller coaster goes spiraling down. And I mean spiraling, corkscrewing down. Everything is horror. The ride's going faster and faster. You start wondering, like, is this meant to be going like this? It, maybe it's malfunctioning. Not malfunctioning. And then you realize, no, there is something wrong. And then all of a sudden, it just leveled out. Very low to the ground, but it leveled on the roller coasters just going along. Little curve. Little curve here and there. But then the last two months, the roller coasters started to go slowly up again. Things are less bumpy here. 
Alright, speeding up a little bit. We're starting to go go up a little bit. Alright, it's starting to look like it's gonna get better. The roller coaster is starting to look like it's gonna be fun again. And uh, there's something different in the air. I don't know. I'm gonna get off the roller coaster analogy, but you ever just feel like at some point in life things are just different? There's something in the atmosphere. There's something different. The air is different. People different. The world looks different. There's a, just a different something, emotion in the air. It's, it's something you feel. It's inexplicable. Something you can't quite put your finger on, but you're like something's changing here. You look around you. You think about yourself. You're like, what's changed about me? You think about friends, family, people around you. And you're like, what's changed about them? And nothing on the surface, but something in your gut is telling you there's something different. That's what's going on right now for me. <laughs> Watching the news, the... I don't know. I don't know how to actually explain it. But... More and more people are starting to stand up and speak out against the government. Right? More and more states are just doing what they're doing. Like, Florida has been arresting federal officers who go into that state and actually saying, like, nope, they'll be released if they're, if the judge sees fit when they go to trial. And they're, like, doing time in jail before they go and see a judge. And a lot of them just get let go and they were from D.C., but they're at least hindered. Some have actually been locked up for breaking in or in a certain, like, 60 days for a B&E, which is nothing for a B&E, but, you know, it's happened. And this guy's like, there'll be no vaccine mandate here. Uh, and we're going to ignore any movement from the federal government to do anything about it. Defiance is in the air. That's one element here. So, you know, these states are, are, are saying we're fully opened. No more restrictions at all. If you do a mask... You know, it's of the it's the store's policy, it's the store's policy, but no companies can mandate across the country that you have to wear a mask. You know, masks are optional. There'll be no mandates for the schools. Florida just lifted its tax this is kinda cool. Florida just removed its uh, Florida gas tax to help people with the uh, rising gas costs. That's really cool. Florida's actually a place where it's actually fairly cheaper than it is in most other parts of the country. Here, the average gas price is just about three fifty. Gallons of milk are getting to be about that too. Some stores I've seen gallons of milk for three bucks. Uh, I think what I've been buying at lately is like a, like a dollar ninety nine a gallon. But I have paid over two a couple times for a gallon of milk, and it's like, get the fuck out of here. Ugh. And then people are chanting, you know, for a few months there, people were chanting, fuck Joe Biden, and no one was covering it. It was kind of funny, because you'd see, like, live TV coverage of sports just shutting down microphones, and you'd only hear people talking over the over the game, like, commentators, because people were chanting, fuck Joe Biden, so loudy. So la- loudy, so loudly, they're just saying "fuck Joe Biden." 
So people were just like, yeah, you know, just, just focus on the commentator, don't focus on the crowd at all. And they did for the most part. But it started to change too. Because you had that NASCAR moment where they were like, they're chaining, let's go, Brandon. And they responded to that. People on the right responded to that. They said, she's not saying, they're not saying, let's go, Brandon, you lying bitch. They're saying, fuck Joe Biden. But then the media gave them the weapon they needed. They gave them the meme. <laughs> and this might be, I don't know. Maybe it's just from my opinionated standpoint, my biases. But I think Let's Go Brandon might be one of the most powerful memes we've ever fucking seen. It's come in the 11th hour when people were losing hope in memes. But memetics came back. Like That shit came roaring back. Every episode I've done where I've talked about the Biden approval rating go down. Because once a month I might do it. Like once a month I do a Biden approval rating episode on purpose. I just slip it in. I don't address that. That's what I'm doing. I just kind of get into it like it's a normal episode. But I always plan to do it once a month. I always talk about like these trends going on. And man, last time I talked about it, I said there was like this Facebook. There was this Twitter. This Sorry, TikTok trend. The Let's Go Brandon Challenge where it was people dancing to Lozo Alexander. And this guy's in the top five. And all of a sudden, the top three songs on, like, billboards, iTunes, all across these other little, like, like Spotify charts and shit were full with, like, Let's Go Brandon songs. Fuck Joe Biden songs took over and pushed people like Drake and Adele out of the top five for, like, two weeks on end. And in a lot of these charts, they're still in the top 15, if not top 10. And now these artists are dropping more songs that are just polluting these charts too because more and more people are being turned on to them. And it's forcing alternative meat, like alternative independent artists onto these na- national charts that have to show them. Interesting. But, you know, that, that gave the weapon that the right needed. Now the right has artists and musicians going with it. And these memes are just taking fucking, like, off crazy. And the big part of the Let's Go Brandon meme is it's, like, the the thing that gives it it, its prominence is part of the meme is it's done at sporting events or places where there's live TV. Or if you're on live TV or if you're being interviewed, you say Let's Go Brandon. And the thing is, it's not profanity-laden at all. Fuck Joe Biden could only get so much traction before people would pull the plug on and be like, nope, there's profanities in there. You can't use it. But let's go, Brandon. There is no profanity. The FCC can't do anything about it. So you say it, and they just have to accept it and go along with it. It's the ultimate weapon, it's the ultimate meme. And it's so abundant that people I know who don't follow politics, don't even really use social media, they're rare, but they exist. They know about it. Let's go, Brandon, passes the grandma test, by the way. What's the grandma test? Talk to a little old lady about it. Because, you know, I'm a pretty... If you know me in person, I'm a pretty conversational guy. I can start up conversation with just about anybody and just keep it going, you know. Crack some stupid jokes here or there. You know. I'm pretty talkable, pretty personable, I like to think. And you know, I got a, a jean jacket that has a bunch of anti-establishment pins on it. 
And, you know, there's, there's like a, an FJB and a Let's Go Brandon pin. I've had a couple old ladies in different stores be like, I like your pin. Let's go, Brandon. And I don't know if maybe they have a grandson named Brandon and they think just all of a sudden they, they went viral and they're like the world's biggest fans. Uh, like, like, and like, like all these people are just like fans of their grandson, Brandon. I don't know what the deal is, but little old ladies are at least up on the meme, which means it's, it's, uh, what's the term? It's, uh, it's achieve a higher spread than most memes normally would. Like, just for example, Pepe, a lot of people still don't know what the fuck Pepe is. A lot of people have no fucking clue what Pepe is. Right? And you show them a picture, they're like, yeah, I've seen those before. What, what about him? But, people know about Let's Go Brandon. It's inescapable. This is a right-wing meme that has just seeped out everywhere. And it's phenomenal. Not to mention you have people like Nicki Minaj who have been coming out occasionally and they just bash the left over the fucking head with a shovel like some Goodfellas character. While that's going on, though, you also have in the background this uncomfortable war brewing. I don't have any other term for conflict. You know, you have a father and daughter walking around armed to protect BLM protesters and potential BLM rioters. Now, they, they might they might actually just be a neutral force, but going off the guy's reaction when he was asked about Kyle Rittenhouse, it's... I would assume that you know, he's not going to go out of his way to protect everybody equally if he can tell which side they lined up with, unfortunately. I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's no need for them to even use their firearms to begin with. But you have people starting conflict. You had a guy drive his car through a parade. All sorts of crazy shit. And you have to just... You know... The federal government looks weaker and weaker every day. They get made fun of and then the butt of all these jokes. Governors are turning their backs on him on the left and the right. Democrats are desperate to throw Joe Biden under the bus. These governors are turning their backs on him and acting like their state's fully independent. Which I'll say should be fully independent and operate without the government's permission to do most things, but... <laughs> it's just an interesting combination. Faith in the government's at an all-time low. Faith in the system's at an all-time low on both sides of the party. Both sides of the political spectrum. The right and the left. They can't stand the the government. They can't stand any form of the establishment. Most of them don't like any uh, any kind of ruling. They're both. It's just it's a weird cocktail. And I mean, you have the people that are so far off one side or the other that they're not even on the compass anymore. No faith in the government. No faith in any of the public institutions. People getting ready to possibly ride and have shootouts all over Kenosha over a Rittenhouse trial. Meanwhile, this administration is crumbling and the right is just dunking on them. The culture war is at an all-time high and political tensions are also getting to an all-time high. It is starting to smell kind of like 2015 again. Or 2017 at least. And I think the political correctness pendulum is going to swing back hard. And, well, in the 90s, the Republican Christians, you know, 
those conservative Christian fundamentalists were trying to ban and cancel all these TV shows for being offensive and crude. Now it's the left, not the non-religious left, and the left in general coming out, banning and being hostile and closed-minded towards anything they don't like or deem harmful and trying to cancel people that they don't want anyone to be exposed to. Not there, though. The ones doing all the canceling. Went from the right in the 90s to the left in the 20s. And I think we're going to see a return to some quality humor again. I don't know. I feel like there's something different in the air, folks. And with that being said, this has been Let's Chat. I'm your host, James Madison, and I will catch you guys later. Peace. Thank you.